Hello and welcome. These conversations are all about living life with intention. I'm Stephanie Isabella, your host, and together we're going to talk about the different ways that you can add intention into your life, real, raw stories, and how adding intention to your life can also add a little bit of magic. So stay tuned. I'm so glad that you're here and press play today. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back. I am so glad that you're here. We are going to be chatting all about finding your focus through the chaos. Because let's be real, life is full of chaos, of disorganization, of plans that don't go how we want them to go. And it can seem like we have to set things up really well before we're able to really find our focus and to be able to make the kind of progress that we want in your life. And I'm going to share a really simple approach and simple strategy so that through every scenario, you have this really um, basic approach just to lean on and to find a little bit of direction when you're feeling that chaos or when you're feeling that overwhelm. So stay tuned because I think this is going to be a really informative and helpful podcast episode for you. I hope you're enjoying the series so far. If you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. If you have been following along the whole time, thanks for coming back. I really appreciate your support. And if you are enjoying the podcast so far, I would super duper appreciate it if you could hit follow, hit subscribe, hit like, whatever option you're given on your podcast listening platform. It really helps me out in the podcast world in terms of spreading my message, which is ultimately ultimately my goal. So thank you with for your support with that. All right, so before we dive into today's episode, I want to I guess kind of <laughs> tell you a little bit honestly that this is not the episode that I was intending to record today. In fact, this is not the second episode I was intending or the third episode. I had three other um really in-depth juicy episodes that I really wanted to record for you. I felt very inspired to record for you. So if you have listened to other episodes in my podcast series, you know I talk a lot about taking inspired action. And sometimes inspiration comes and we don't act. And I want to tell you, I guess through my story here, how sometimes that's okay. We don't always have to act, but I am very intentional when I choose not to act based off of inspiration that I have a good reason for it. And I let that be in that one area and that one aspect and continue to take inspired action in other areas and aspects of my life because I do believe that it is a communication. When you take action, you're communicating with God, you're communicating with the universe that you're here and listening to those nudges of inspiration and willing to take action. So here's why I didn't act on these other three really juicy podcast episodes. And honestly, they'll probably come out in the future, but I don't know how far into the future I'm talking here. (laughs) The reason is, is because these other podcasts that I was quite inspired to record are very personal and are about things that I'm honestly still going through right now. And I had a very emotionally full week this week, actually the last week too. So the last two weeks have been quite heavy for me emotionally. Um, My mom just had surgery. She just got out of surgery. So that's kind of been a big thing in its own. And I just didn't feel like I had the emotional capacity to unpack some of this stuff. 
in a way that I'd be able to put it into words clear enough for you to understand. I feel like this is still stuff that I'm really processing myself, including a premonition that I am very excited to share at some point in the future, but it, I'm not gonna lie, it also makes me very uncomfortable to share things like this. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm not there today and I'm letting that be okay. And I am, I still have a really good episode for you. I think it's a very relevant episode. It is really based around a lot of things that I'm hearing people around me say, like the women that I'm working with inside my wellness studio. It's really, really this, this common theme of there's so much going on. There's so many priorities in life. I'm so busy. And how do you then know what choices to make in the moment when you might want so many things in your life, how do you narrow in that focus? So I think today's episode is really going to help you feel empowered in knowing where your choices are and which choice to make in each scenario. So we are really talking about focus. I do love talking about focus. I'm recording this on a Friday, which for me, I like to talk about different themes um, in the social media world each day of the week. And on Fridays, I like to talk about focus because hashtag focus Friday. <laughs> it just makes sense for me. It's easier for me to remember. Um, that being said, if you are not already following me along on Instagram, please come say hello. I am at stephanie.isabella underscore. I love spending time on Instagram. I make some funny videos. I post some of my stories often. So it'd be great to connect over there if you are interested in following along over there. So it's Friday. I talk a lot about focus. I'm sitting down to record this episode about focus and I decided to do a little card pull just to kind of set the tone. I like to do a little um, ritual or ceremony before I start my podcast episodes because I do believe that I'm speaking to and I don't know the right word here but like a, a group of people in particular. I'm not speaking to everyone. I know that there are certain people who are going to listen to this episode where timing's going to work out, where you're going to think about listening to this episode. Maybe you just randomly found it on Spotify or iTunes or something. Maybe somebody uh, recommended it to you and sent it to you. I think if you're listening to this episode, you are meant to be listening to this episode. And I'm very intentional about um, asking for support from my kind of spirit team from God to really give me the words, to give me the information, to give me the knowledge that I need to know to be able to pass it on to you. So I do really create that space. I do a little smoke cleansing with some sage beforehand. I listen to The Blessing, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. I like to start my podcast episodes by blessing my notes, by blessing my space, by blessing myself, by blessing the words I'm about to say. And then I also like to do a, a card pull. So today I did a card pull and the first card that I got was I am mindful. And I felt like there was another card that I was supposed to be grabbing too. And I grabbed a different one and it didn't feel like the right one. So if you work with cards much, you know your intuition really speaks to you through your card pulls. You feel like, yes, this is supposed to be my card. And so I grabbed my first one, I am mindful, and I'm like, great, this is a great message to bring into today's episode. And then the second one, I can't even remember what it was, but it, it didn't feel like, like it was just the next one under I am mindful. It just felt like more convenient. It didn't really feel like 
that was my card. And as I picked up this, this second one that didn't feel like my card, I saw a little glimmer underneath of pink. And I went, oh, I wish I got that card because I knew exactly what it was. It was I am focused. And I went, okay, well, regardless, I'm not feeling like this second card was the right one for me. I'm feeling like I'm supposed to be pulling another card. I wish I got that I am focused card, but meh, I didn't. So I reshuffled my deck, shuffled them really good, and drew another card. And of course, my friend, I got I am focused. <laughs> so I love when that happens. I love, love, love when I get um, repetitive card pulls or in this instance, I just saw the glimmer of the pink from my I am focused card. I did share it onto my stories um, today. So if you do follow me on Instagram, you will have seen this card today on my stories. Um, and it basically says at the, at the bottom of it in fine print, it says, I devote my energy to what truly matters. And that is what we're talking about today. Focusing our energy on what truly matters and what does truly matter in this world. What matters? I bet we could come up with a pretty long list, eh? There are a lot of things that matter. So if you're in a chaotic or disorganized or overwhelming situation, how do you know what matters in the moment? Your family matters, your health matters, your relationships matter, your job matters. There's a lot that matters. So how do you focus on what truly matters? And that's where this simple approach comes in. And I really do hope that this approach helps you feel empowered to know what matters in every single situation and scenario in your life. So before I get into that, I wanna just kind of shed a little bit of context on where we are at right now. And <laughs> I'm just having a moment. I wrote my notes for this episode a couple days ago. And honestly, it's Friday, as I mentioned. And I wanted this episode to release last Wednesday. And oh, I'm behind. Um, which if you've listened from the beginning, you know, I kind of didn't really have a schedule, but I was going to do Wednesdays and then blah, 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 blah. I'll leave that out of this episode today. But with with these, this heavy emotional last few weeks and with my mom in the hospital and surgery and everything, I didn't feel like I could genuinely show up and say things that I wanted to say without my stuff kind of coming through and, and dampening this message. So I waited until today. Anyways, this next note that I'm trying to get out and trying to talk about and having a bit of a moment realizing my note here is I wanted to give you some context in that whenever you're listening to this, this is March 12th today 2021 and it is pretty much the one year anniversary of the pandemic hitting locally so i am in western canada and it was one year ago i think it was one year ago tomorrow things shut down so i think this was our last day kind of before things really changed forever from the pandemic and now I'm just <laughs> sitting with that heavy thought for a moment. But the reason that I wanted to bring this up, the reason that I wanted to give you the context of the pandemic is because I don't know when you're listening to this. Maybe you're listening to this in a year. Maybe you're listening to this in two years. And I want you to understand that where I am at right now and where kind of I'm talking about things from is there has been a lot of chaos over this last year, a lot of disorganization, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of what if, a lot of how are we going to fill in the blank? There has been so much unknown. 
And while there is always chaos and disorganization in life, I think this last year has really illustrated to so many of us the importance of knowing our focus, the importance of knowing what choices we have, because otherwise it is so easy to get consumed in the chaos, to get consumed in the panic and the worry. Whew. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to go back and process some of this pandemic anniversary stuff but I will do that after this. <laughs> I'll do that after this podcast episode is recorded. That just kind of hit me reading my notes and realizing what what day we're on. And again, I believe in synchronicities. I believe in divine timing. I believe there is a big reason that I wasn't feeling recording this podcast, but I'd written my notes and now here we are today and I'm recording. Okay, let me move in. Let me actually get you this tool. Let me help you reframe the way that you see disorganized chaos, if you will, and hopefully help you feel a bit more empowered the next time you find yourself in this situation. So this tool, this focus approach that I'm talking about is about choosing more joy. So maybe you've heard this, maybe you've gone, oh, that sounds fluffy. Maybe you've thought there's not always joy to choose. And I want to help you understand this a bit more. So this concept of choosing joy, when we think about our life, often we want to be happy. Often we want to be content. We want to be successful. There are many different things that we want in life. Content, happy, and successful are some of the key buzzwords that I often hear people use to describe how they want to feel in life. Now, content and successful, I'm just going to kind of leave on the side burner for now, but let's talk about happy. Happy is a momentary feeling and feelings are fleeting. And so it's not an attainable goal to be happy long-term, to be happy all the time. It might be, um, like it could even be an example where you have a really terrible crappy day and a few moments of happiness because happy is not a prolonged state of being. Whereas joy and joyfulness can be that state for you. It can be that foundational feeling. And that is a pretty exciting concept. So when it comes to joy and when it comes to choosing joy, I think there are many ways that our body kind of tells us what's going to be the most joyful for us. And I think there are lots of ways we can kind of decipher and learn and look into and understand our bodies more. Recently, I've been looking into something called human design, which I find absolutely fascinating and really breaks down the different ways that we do kind of feel these different responses in our body. But I think in general, maybe you feel like this lightness. Maybe you feel butterflies. Maybe you smile. Maybe you feel warm and tingly. Maybe you feel like moving or dancing. This is how I was feeling last night when I was doing some journaling. I was sitting there and a really big kind of breakthrough happened for me and I literally started dancing. That is a good indicator that I was feeling joy. That what I was journaling about, pursuing that would lead to more joy for me. Does that make sense? That concept of kind of tuning in with how you're feeling, what you're experiencing, and then choosing the option that's going to create the most joy. So let's say really simple, basic example, 
you have two pairs of socks to choose from in the morning. You have your black pair and you have your pair with rainbows all over it. And you look at the pair with rainbows all over it and it makes you feel joyful. This concept and this idea really is rooted in the fact that when you choose those rainbow socks that make you feel joyful, again, this is a very basic, simple example, okay, just an example. When you choose the example, when you choose the option that brings you more joy, the then the uh, the sequence of events that are going to unfold from there are going to be kind of like a choose your own adventure style. And the more that you continue to choose more joy, the more that you're and outcome, the more that your lived experience is really going to be rooted in joy. And this really works because God, the universe, wants to communicate with us through our feelings, through these experiences, through this deep-rooted emotion of love. So joy and love are connected, right? I'm not saying follow the voice of fear. I'm not saying choose the thing that scares you most, which you might find yourself in, a, in an example of, well, if I choose the option that brings me the most joy, that's also going to be the most terrifying. You might find that they happen together. But I want you to make this distinction that it's not just choosing the thing that scares you the most. It's choosing the thing that's going to bring you the most joy, that lights you up the most, that makes you want to say, hell yes, instead of, yeah, maybe, really focusing on that joy. And this is that communication. This is the way that our spirit team, that God says to us, I have some great opportunities ahead for you. Here are your options. Pick which one you want. Do you want the black socks? Which maybe nothing bad would happen with the black socks. Maybe it's just the same old routine. Maybe it's that hamster wheel feeling. Maybe it's the chaos, the disorganization. Whatever it may be in your life that you're feeling maybe trapped or stuck in, Maybe there's another option available to you and maybe that option scares you, but is it going to lead you to more joy? And if it is, how can you make this work? And I think when it comes to how can you make this work, that's a question that you don't really need the answer to. It's a question that you are going to want to ask because I think when you ask, that's when your spirit team might be like, okay, she just asked, how are we going to make this happen? Let's show her a little preview, a little roadmap, a little next step glimpse. Fun fact, I do not believe you will ever get a full detailed roadmap on where you're going. I do not believe that God works that way. I do not believe the universe that works that way. But I do believe that once you start to ask these questions, how can I add more joy? You're going to start to find more answers. So that communication piece then is also you taking action. Just like I mentioned at the beginning of this about inspired action, when you have to act on that inspiration, you have to act on choosing joy. The first step, as in any first step essentially, is becoming self-aware, is that awareness piece that you even have these options in front of you in the first place. And maybe you start small. Maybe for the last 10 years, you've been driving the same route to work the exact same route to work. And maybe one day you go, well, which route would bring me the most joy? Is it the most direct route that saves a minute off of my commute? Or is it the route that takes me past the ocean and adds an extra minute? And I'm talking about a real life scenario for me here. For many years, I live in a beautiful beach town and I 
almost exclusively took the road that kind of cut up away from the ocean and straight to the highway. And that's how I'd get places. And I realized one day I live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I could add more joy to my life by taking literally one extra minute out of my day to drive along the ocean. Depending on where I'm getting, it's, it can be a bit more time consuming if I have to drive up through town then also. But for the most part, it's actually only one extra minute and it adds so much more joy. And so it might even seem like an option that you don't even see in front of you, right? It might seem like, well, you just, you take the quickest way to work. You just, this is how you do it. This is what you do. But this this first step, this first piece is that self-awareness of recognizing when you do have options, when you do have choices. And I think it's important to note that joy is not always going to be the instant feeling that you will experience. Sometimes it might be joy later on that you'll experience. And something that comes to my mind as an example for this is exercising. Exercising in the moment, to be honest, rarely brings me joy, but it brings me a lot of joy being able to go and hike without having to think too much about it. It brings me a lot of joy being able to go snowshoeing. It brings me a lot of joy to be able to carry my dog's food from the store into my car and then back into my house. Knowing that I can do that without, without grunting and aching and, and cringing and tweaking my back, which again, real life examples, real life stories here. So There's the self-awareness piece, there's the action piece, there's the choosing piece, and there's the recognition that while choosing joy is your focus, you might not always be choosing what's going to be the most joyful in the moment. Because I think this might be one of your, um, not hesitations necessarily, maybe hesitations, but objections even to this method. Well, if I'm always choosing what's the most joyful, then I'm just going to be sitting, watching Netflix, eating chips, and not working and not wearing pants. Okay, cool. Again, speaking from experience, you can only do that for so long before the joy is completely stripped. Before you're like, wow, I've watched literally everything on Netflix that looks remotely interesting. Before you go, maybe I'd look cute if I actually put some pants on today. It only brings you so much joy for so long. Same with eating junk food. It only brings you joy for so long. Then you start to feel like crap. Then you want to exercise. Then you want to eat some veggies. So while you might feel like if you have this approach to just really focus on joy in the moment that you might go overboard and just be completely self-indulgent, I think if you take this approach to heart and are really committed on following it, I think you're going to find the opposite. I think you're going to find yourself making choices that help you grow and develop and become the person that you know deep down to your core that you are meant to be. And and I think another uh, aspect to this is to almost atta- uh, sorry detach from the outcome. So this experimental approach, again, I've talked a few times through the podcast about that. I do have a whole episode Um, I believe it's titled The Experiment, but it's all about experimenting. I'm doing a 90-day experiment inside my wellness studio with my girls right now, and we are experimenting to see what change we can really cultivate in ourselves through 90 days with two 
focuses. And when you're experimenting, you have to detach from the outcome. You have to remove yourself and become more of an observer. So if you're choosing joy and you're, you're thinking, um, let's see, I just had part of an example come into my brain. <laughs> Sometimes this happens. Um, okay. So if you are, maybe, maybe you have a, a job opportunity and one job makes a lot more sense on paper, makes a lot more sense logically, and you can see you're going to be getting a lot of money doing this job. And then you have another job opportunity and you're not going to make as much money, but that is the one that's lighting you up. That is the one that's making you feel joyful, expansive, light. This concept, given that scenario, I would suggest in that concept. Now, again, I'm not giving you personal specific advice because I don't know your personal specific experience or story, but... In this example, I'm suggesting that if you choose the job opportunity that is lighting you up, that is making you feel joyful, regardless of the fact that it looks like you're having less money at the end of the day, what I'm suggesting is that by communicating to God, to the universe, to your spirit team, to whoever you most highly um, connect to on that level, that you're saying, I prioritize joy, I choose joy, it's important to me, and I'm trusting that if I follow this feeling, this moment, this um, experience in my body, I'm trusting that this is going to lead to where I'm meant to be. And who knows, maybe from that opportunity, you're only in that opportunity for two weeks before you get promoted. And now you're making twice as much as you would have in this other job. So that's how things work. We can't always see the next step. We can't always, uh, actually, I would say we almost never see the next step. We almost never see what's going to happen next. But when we have that faith, when we have that trust in God, the universe, and say, I feel this, I know you've put this experience in my body for a reason, this joy, this lightness, this, these butterflies in my stomach, I know they're here for a reason and I'm going to trust those and I'm going to trust you. You will be rewarded. And I think this, the, the one last piece that I want to kind of bring your mind to about, about fear, because I did mention fear a little bit earlier too, um, but just about choosing, choosing what option you're going to do based off of joy, but knowing the difference between uh, being fearful and doing it anyway, and being fearful and recognizing that as a nudge or a sign or a cue that that's not the opportunity for you. So <clears throat> sometimes, especially as we are learning our intuition, as we're learning our voices, we're learning about our connection. And honestly, even past that, like nobody's ever perfect. There's a reason intuition is not 100% accurate because we are human and we do have a human error by default of being human in how we interpret these messages. So it's never 100%. So if you're in a moment where you're caught up maybe in other people's joy, especially if you're an empath and you easily absorb other people's experiences or emotions, you might find that you're feeling somebody else's joy for an exciting opportunity and you think you really wanna do it, but there's a voice of fear. And when you get silent and you process this fear, maybe you journal, maybe you meditate, maybe you talk it out with somebody, 
maybe you pray. When you look at this fear, you realize, actually, I've tried this thing in the past and it was not for me. I knew that that was not the option for me. Not that you tried and failed and quit. I think failure is often only failure because we stop and didn't try again. I don't think it's necessarily always the end of our story, but some things we can do and go, yeah, no, that was, that was not my path. That was not for me. And so if you're getting that fear and you're getting that, yep, yeah, no, that is not for me, but I still feel joy. You're going to want to tune in and check in with yourself. Are you feeling your own joy or are you feeling somebody else's joy? And same when it comes to fear. You might be so excited, so joyful, and maybe you run your um, decision and, and outcome, like what you're planning on doing uh, through your partner. And your partner goes, ooh, I'm a little fearful of that, of you choosing this opportunity because we don't have the financial funds for it. And now you start to absorb this fear also. So I'm definitely not saying <laughs> go against what your spouse says, go against your partner, but I'm saying you need to be aware of the fact that likely if you're listening to this podcast, I would guess that you are also empathetic. I would guess that people who are really in tune with other people's energy and absorb that kind of information from people are likely the people who are interested in my story. So if that is you, you do need to be cautious of, is this your joy that you're feeling? Is this your fear? that you're feeling. And the more that you do this, the more that you play with your intuition, the more that you play with the universe, the more that you play with the world and the opportunities in front of you and hold less of an attachment to the outcome and more of an attachment to experiencing joy in every moment as you move through your life, I think the more clear this methodology is going to be for you. Because at its core, it is super simple. All I'm saying is that when you're feeling disorganized, when you're feeling chaotic, when you're feeling overwhelmed, even if you're feeling joyful in the moment and you're going to go do something, you're going to go for a walk, well, which shoes are you going to wear today? Pick the ones that make you feel the most joyful. Which walking path are you going to take? The one that makes you feel the most joyful. What music are you going to listen to? You, you get what I mean? Like it's all related. And when we follow these things, that is when we find magic. That is when we really find some really cool synchronicities and some really cool experiences. Your joy, just like your dreams, are given to you for a reason. The things that light you up, the things that you lay awake at night dreaming about, the things that you go, oh, I wish if only I could do that, that is meant for you. And I used to be very skeptical of this approach. And then I started talking to more people about their dreams. I started talking to more people about what they want to do with their lives, like what really lights them up. What does keep you awake at night that you're thinking, oh my gosh, if only I could fill in the blank. And I realized that my dreams maybe had some overlap with some people, but were pretty unique when I got into details. Like my dreams are not your dreams. You do not have the same vision as I do. And my dreams admittedly change and fluctuate quite a bit. And that I am perfectly okay with at this phase of my life. 
Um, but I, I have this strong dream that I want to open a wellness retreat center of some shape or form in the future. And I just thought, well, who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to open up a wellness retreat center and have that be part of their job and have people come over and help them with their healing process and make a nice, safe and supportive environment for them with some sort of an amazing view? Turns out not everybody. <laughs> Turns out our dreams are unique to us. Turns out we are given dreams that are specific for us. When we follow our dreams, when we follow our joy, these are clues, these are breadcrumbs, these are deeply rooted in who we are, and they do lead us to magic. So trust that, trust the joy in yourself, and play around with your intuition, work on your intuition, learn your intuition. Um, like I mentioned, right now, I am only using affirmation cards and playing around with my intuition. Well, I'm doing many other things, but I mean, in terms of cards, like I haven't gotten really into oracle cards. I haven't gotten into tarot cards. Who knows when you're listening to this? Maybe I will have in the future. But at this point, for about a year and a bit now, I've only been using these affirmation cards. I use them fairly often. And they have helped my intuition grow so much for these exact reasons that I shared at the beginning. That reason of I saw the glimmer of the pink and I went, oh, I wish I got that card. Immediately, my body shifted. I felt lighter. I felt brighter. I felt excited. I felt joyful. Whereas when I got the other card that I can't even remember what card it was, the, the second one I pulled after I am mindful, like I just went, oh, this doesn't feel like my card. And then I reshuffled and I got the card that lit me up even after reshuffling. So have fun. Enjoy your life. Joy is your birthright. Joy is what you are meant to be here for. Don't tune it out. Don't block it out. Don't ignore it. And a great way to kind of start to incorporate this into your life, I would say there's, there's kind of two options here. Well, no, gosh, there are so many options. I'm going to illustrate two. <laughs> One way is to be mindful of your physical space. So I have what I used to call a tray of happiness. And then a year or so ago, I changed the name of it to a tray of joy because I started to understand the difference between happiness and joy. And that joy was the feeling that I wanted to seek out rather than happiness. And so it's really just this silver tray. I think my grandma had it or something. And it just has a few memorable and significant and meaningful pieces on it um, that make me feel joyful. A picture of my dog, a spoon that has a really deep meaning to it. Um, I have my pin from when I uh, graduated as a registered nurse. You get pinned into the profession. That's very meaningful for me. Um, there's a few other things on there. So I'd like a, a space for joy, an intentional vignette, or I've also heard it referred to as glimmers, which I absolutely love. Glimmers are just the idea that like on your wall, you have something that brings you joy. Um, in your car, you have something that brings you joy. Just wherever you are, you're able to see things that bring you joy. And then the other um, other approach here that I said I would get into these kind of two aspects. So creating your physical space to remind you of joy, to bring joy. And then in each scenario, or sorry, not in each scenario, in each day, find something that you can choose more joy from. Start small. It doesn't have to be big. You don't have to start in a business meeting with your boss and their boss and, and you sit down and go, nope, we need to choose the option that's going to bring me the most joy. No, girl, like start small, start with which way you're driving to work. Start with what shoes you're wearing. 
start with adding an extra splash of cream to your coffee or something. I don't know. Start with something that's going to make you feel joyful and try to add something in every day. You can build up from there. Okay, I hope that you found some empowerment through this episode. That was really my intent, really my focus, and really my aim because I do hear so often people saying, I'm just so overwhelmed and busy, I can't even think about myself right now. And I want so much for the world. And when I hear people say that they can't even think about themselves, I just have this strong urge to go, how can I simplify this? How can I make it more attainable and accessible for everyone to be able to focus on themselves, even when life is chaotic, even when it's overwhelming? And like I mentioned at the beginning, this has been a really heavy emotional few weeks for me personally. I've had a few I would say quite big life events going on. And I mentioned the one was my mom going for surgery. Um, She's home. She's doing well. Things are looking good. But I think when we go through these moments, when we, when things are not as routine or normal as they usually are, and we have these heavy weeks or we have these heavy months or we have these heavy seasons, it can be really hard to lose ourselves and lose our focus and lose our direction and feel not like ourselves. And so I want you to know that even through those moments, you have the power to choose joy. And not only do you have the power to choose joy, you are worth choosing joy and you have the right to choose joy. And you need to know that. Truly, actually embody that, understand that, know that. You are worth joy. So I would love to hear how you add joy into your life. If you have a tray of joy, if you have a little vignette of joy, what options are you noticing in your life where you can start to add more joy into your day? I would love to hear your examples. So you can definitely shoot me a message on Instagram. Again, I am at stephanie.isabella underscore, and I will leave my Instagram link below so that you can come right on over, say hello, and share how you're adding more joy into your life, taking back some of the power, and truly creating that focus. Um, I will also leave in the show notes below a link to join the Living on Purpose community that I host. It's a really fun place. It's a different vibe, different atmosphere, different community than on Instagram, but it is all about living on purpose. It's all about kind of getting you to think. I ask a lot of questions. I like engagement um, and, and often the feedback that I get from people inside that community is that they really appreciate me getting to think, getting them to think about life from a different angle and a different perspective. Very similar to this podcast, I would say the Living on Purpose community on Facebook that I host is a little less spiritual, well, a lot less spiritual (laughs) than my podcast. I get a lot deeper here, but I still do spark those conversations and I still do really get you thinking about your life in that community. So if that is of interest to you, make sure you click that link below also and come hang out. It'd be great to connect and see who is listening to this podcast. All right, that is it. That's all. Thanks for coming. See you next time. And may God bless you.